closer to him, and he put his arm around her waist. I've always loved you, Fingal, she said. He hung his head. It was, he felt, superfluous to echo the sentiments like a moonstruck sixteen-year-old. He knew he did, and she knew, and that was what mattered. As they passed under the bridge carrying Baggett Street, he couldn't resist saying, A lot of water has run under the bridge since then. That, she said, was a terrible pawn, Fingal O'Reilly, or whatever. It was a metaphor. Right, a metaphor, a terrible metaphor, but a true one. They were all alone under the bridge. She grasped the lapels of his tweed jacket and kissed him. They parted and walked on, holding hands. I love you, and I love Dublin where we met, she said. Strumpet City. Dirty Dublin, Balia Aatlia, the town at the forge at the hurdles. O'Reilly smiled. Me too. He pointed to where a barge, brightly painted, engine put-putting, diesel smoke belching from its funnel, butted blunt bows west heading from the Midlands of Ireland. Horses pulled most of them when we were youngsters here, he said, and thought but you can't turn back the clock. In its passing, the vessel chased a flock of mallard. The birds, sunlight shining from the drake's emerald heads, flared, rose together, then circled, setting their wings and pitching back into the canal with much ploughing of watery furrows, squabbling and tail-pecking. I've always loved ducks, he said. Maybe it's time to put my gun away. But I'd miss Strangford Lock so much. And so would Arthur Guinness, the great Lummox. He is a gun dog after all. You're right, he said, pulling her up the steps by the next bridge to Mount Street Lower. Do you know, I once assisted a gynecologist in a private house here. He removed an ovarian cyst right in the woman's bedroom. My old boss, Phelan Corrigan, gave the anaesthetic. Such different times, she said. Surgery's all done by specialists in hospitals now. She swung their hands in a wide arc. Here we are, Merrion Square. Do you remember when we stopped to listen to a man haranguing a crowd of blue shirts about the Spanish Civil War? I do. And I remember you insisting we stay to listen. And a few weeks later going off to Spain, my kitty, he said to himself. My own fault. But it had hurt like hell. And when you'd heard enough, we called for Bob Beresford, who had a flat here, and the three of us went to the horse races. O'Reilly's heart ached doubly for the lost years that might have been spent with Kitty, and for his long-dead friend. He said nothing for a while, remembering, remembering. Today, and indeed the rest of this weekend, was certainly a time for memories. In a few hours, he and Kitty would get into their best bibs and tuckers to attend the opening cocktail reception and welcoming dinner for the 30th reunion of their 1936 medical school class at Trinity College. But those were fond memories, happy ones, and he recalled a snatch from an ancient English folk song he'd had to learn at school. Be gone, dull care. I prithee be gone from me. Be gone, dull care. 
thou and I shall never agree. Right, he said. Time to get back to the Shelburne. We'll cut across Merrion Square, nip along Merrion Street Upper, and take Merrion Row to St. Stephen's Green. I'd like a nap before we have to start getting ready for tonight's festivities. Come on, then, she said. I do want you rested, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you in your naval uniform. I'll never forget the sight of you in it at one New Year's Eve formal dance when we were both students. And Fingal O'Reilly, who hated formal dress, would for her sake struggle into his number one uniform in lieu of a dinner suit and black tie, ready to forge more memories of happy times together. O'Reilly clapped as the applause grew for Sir Donald Cromie, plain Cromie to his closest friends, who had risen in his place at their table.